Cherry Hill Volvo, we have absolutely incredible offers and a plethora of both new and certified Volvos from which to choose. We are eager to offer amazingly competitive prices, plus an additional $1,000 Costco discount on all new Cherry Hill Volvos. When leasing or purchasing a new or certified Cherry Hill Volvo, you become a valued part of our team. Join Cherry Hill Volvo for the pricing and attention you deserve. I am Judith Krepnick, president of Cherry Hill Volvo. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. She's also vice president of the Davis Institute for National Security and Foreign Policy at the Heritage Foundation and former deputy national security advisor to President Donald Trump. She's Philly's own Dr. Victoria Coates. Hello, my friend. Thank you for joining me on an incredibly busy news breaking news day. It's a heck of an afternoon, Rich. Good to be with you. And I know you're in high demand and you're about to be everywhere. So we're getting you first, which is huge. Yes, yes, you are. Uh, and I think that this will be of great interest to to your listeners. It's 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 a pretty momentous day. All right. Now, we're getting different reports. But what what do you know so far that that is that is happening? What looks like happened were about eight strikes in Iraq and Syria, pretty much that border area between the two countries. Uh, this is pretty standard stuff. It's what you would anticipate. Uh, if, and I'm, I'm pleased that they are doing something. So I want to give credit where credit is due. I think the problem is that this was so heavily telegraphed. Uh, it was just called on a news network, the worst kept secret in Washington, which means it was the worst kept secret in Baghdad and Damascus and Tehran as well. So I think I think they had the bad guys had plenty of time to move assets and personnel uh, out of the danger zone. And so we'll have to wait, uh, you know, for some number of hours or days to find out what what actually was destroyed. But, you know, I think I think we may wind up without too much to show for this particular round. So it's 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 theater basically is what is what we're watching here. It's just it's a retaliatory theater. Well, it, it does seem to be messaging. I mean, the the both the president and the secretary of defense and, and actually all of them have been emphatic that they do not want to start a war, that they don't want to go too far. They don't want to do something too provocative. Uh, so so I it, it would surprise me if we got much of substance. And I think what illustrates that is the confusion that we've been going through over the course of the last 45 minutes. I think Matt and I texted like 15 times. You know, it's on, it's off, it's on, it's off. Uh, because they, the Pentagon couldn't get their story straight. Um, so that, that all came through Jennifer Griffin, who's the thoughts reporter, who's the normal Pentagon source. And I mean, that's how things work. You know, shortly before an operation starts, two officials contact Jennifer, tell her what's going on, and she then gets the first report of it for Fox. And she did that at the top of the hour. Then she retracted. Then she reported it again. And so... I mean, they can't get their story straight, and that that makes me pretty nervous. Now, if if 
the goal here is not to start a war, but obviously you have a lot of people who are saying you have to do something. We need to do something. And some some people, you know, go far further than others in terms of what they're looking for here. But is this going to accomplish, I guess, the goal, which would be to get Iranian proxies to stop taking shots at us? Is that is this going to achieve that? Is Do you think? What happened tonight will not. Uh, they They are used to this. And and what may have caused the confusion is that the Israelis did some strikes in Syria as well uh, this evening and that, that the Israeli strikes, people took them to be the American strikes. They weren't, but the American strikes started shortly thereafter. So, you know, others besides us do this fairly routinely. They call it mowing the grass. You know, they try to degrade and deter the, the terrorists, but certainly none of it has been enough to get them to stop. And if they don't stop, then th- then what? Because, I mean, if it, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is it, when people are saying there should be airstrikes, if we're going to if we're going to retaliate, we're going to retaliate, we're going to send a message. If it's if we warn them in advance, if, if, if these really are in- inconsequential in terms of what the effects are and they're going to keep coming, then doesn't it make sense to assume that this is going to escalate? Well, you know, that's. That's probably a pretty good bet. You know, the the Iranians have been escalating up to and you know crossing what had been the president's red line of of killing U.S. service men and women. Um, you know, and that that was supposed to result in you know in a con- conclusive gesture. And and you know, in terms of things you could do short of strikes in Iran, which you know, that is a very heavy, heavy step. And you might not want to make that your first step. I understand that. But the other piece of this puzzle is Hezbollah in Lebanon, another uh, Iranian proxy. What you could do is is uh, do some very serious but targeted strikes against Hezbollah leadership, which would send a signal that we don't really differentiate between their proxies the way they don't differentiate between the Americans and the Israelis. Uh, and I don't see why we would give them that kind of plausible deniability. So so that could be something that that would be stronger than what we've done before more routinely and would send a very clear message that, hey, we can reach out and touch you guys and you better knock this off. Mm-hmm. We can reach out and touch you guys and you better knock this off. And And, and if they don't knock it off, I, I guess I have no confidence in Joe Biden. I don't think anybody does. I think everybody thinks that, that he's completely useless and uh, Lloyd Austin disappeared. And it seems like John Kirby is making all the decisions right now, or at least he's the only one speaking on this. And it's almost amazing that we're doing all this. And the president of the United States has yet to say anything, has yet to come to the podium, yet to address the nation from the Oval Office. I mean, all that is a, is a political uh, disaster, I think, for them and a missed opportunity because he's the commander in chief. But what I'm worried about here is I'm worried about I keep hearing people on television say we keep knocking out warehouses that mean nothing. We keep doing this. That means nothing. We keep doing this. That inevitably the Houthis, all these other groups are going to keep doing this to us and that there are going to be calls that we have to do something against Iran. And that is going to escalate into something more. That's that's what I think we're all concerned about, that, that this won't this won't do it. And so I guess the question is, you know, would it have been better to do something that is that is much more serious today to really send the message so that we know it's over versus something that is is not that that serious, in which case then they might think, all right, we can still mess with these 
these people. I see. I don't know, and that's what I'm worried about here. Is that I keep hearing people say with Iran, you have to be very definitive. You know, Trump goes in and kills Soleimani. They they back off. If you're not, they're going to keep coming at you, and they're going to keep disowning it. But they're going to keep having their proxies come at you. How do we get away from that? What what's what's the answer to that, Doctor Victoria Coates? Is there an answer to that? Unfortunately, I don't think there's going to be an answer for at least a year. Uh, I think you need new leadership, and I concur 100% about the president. It's why we at the Heritage Foundation have had, among other reasons, but a fundamental reason we've had so many problems with their approach to Ukraine is we have no confidence in the president. Mm-hmm. You know, I might want to defeat Vladimir Putin. I might spend significant money to defeat him, but that's not what he's doing. And, you know, again, we're drifting into a quagmire in Ukraine because we've been on this very timid scale, not trying to defeat Putin, but just trying to drag this out and not lose. So unfortunately, I think we see that pattern repeating. I mean, what I would have advised had I been in the White House is, you know, when these attacks started in October, you know, be prepared, you know, that that at some point, if they keep going, they're going to kill Americans. And when they kill Americans, that's, you know, and that's when President Trump took his action. I I don't disagree with that as a tripwire, but be prepared with a very serious option, actually a series of them, and the president will choose which one he wants. It doesn't even seem like they were prepared. It took them almost a week to even start this. And as you said, it's certainly not the kind of definitive activity that will stop. I mean, I think the Iranians would have a vested interest in launching an attack over the next day or so, retaliatory attack, to show that they haven't been deterred or degraded. Uh, so so I, I think your concerns are, unfortunately, perfectly justified. What, what a mess. I mean, what a mess. Dr. Victoria Coates is with me. It's great to have her here on this breaking news day as the United States launches retaliatory strikes on dozens of sites in Iraq and Syria against Iran-backed targets. Dr. Coates, of course, is the vice president of the Davis Institute for Foreign for National Security and Foreign Policy at the Heritage Foundation and a former deputy national security advisor for President Trump. Explain to us the significance of Syria and Iraq here. As people are listening to this and they keep hearing about Iranian-backed, Iranian-backed, and we're hitting targets in Syria and Iraq, not Iran, explain to us why that is. Yeah, this is this is basically the Iranian sphere of influence that they've developed in the Obama and the post-Obama period when they basically infiltrated Iraq, created these uh, Shia militias, and then the Obama people actually partnered with these militias uh, to fight ISIS. And so what you wound up with was a situation where we decided the enemy of the enemy was our friend, that maybe we could partner with the Iranians. It was during the time of the negotiations for the, the nuclear deal under President Obama. And, you know, it, that turned into a disaster. What it means today is because we so heavily subsidize the Iraqi military and give, you know, ongoing financial aid to it, and they pay these guys salaries, we are essentially paying for these people who attacked and killed our people. And, you know, that's the reality on the ground in Iraq. It's not any better in Syria, where Lebanese Hezbollah has taken a very strong position in support of the dictator Bashir al-Assad. He has managed to hang on now for 10 years when we thought he was going to be toppled uh, a decade ago, and he was not. And so he's he's still there, very, very firmly entrenched and partnering with the Iranians who, like Iraq, 
exert command and control over that country. And so if if we somehow try to do this dance, as Politico was reporting yesterday, that, oh, the Iranians really don't have control over these people, you know, then then you're you're taking your eye off the ball. You're not seeing clearly who your enemy is. And, you know, this this entire mess uh, can just get worse and worse. Can I ask you, and I'm not suggesting that we should, in, in no way am I saying that we should, but if we were to attack Iran, if we were to, not, maybe attack's the wrong word, but if we were to retaliate against Iran, if we were to bomb them in some way, what happens? I know that everybody's nervous about starting World War III here, but what what could happen? Does Iran have nuclear missiles? Does, does, does Russia get involved? Does China get involved? I mean, how would it, an attack actually against the Islamic Republic of Iran play out? Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Well, and I'm the last one to accuse you of being a warmonger, Rich. So I don't. <laughs> Thank you. I, don't I appreciate. Think, that. I, <laughs> Thank you. I don't think it's you're, an you're emotional day for me, that. though, because uh, since Carl Weathers died, I am looking for a fight. I know. So I know. You know. Oh, it's a very sad, sad day for Philadelphia. But uh, I think. You know, what historically has happened if you punch the Iranians is that they back down and they do not, to our knowledge, possess a functioning nuclear weapon at this time. So and I think that is accurate. They may be on the verge of it, which is, you know, something to to take into consideration. But they they almost certainly do not write right this minute. And so, you know, the other thing about Iran, which is important to remember, is they are not. 100 feet high and invincible. They have very severe internal problems. Uh, their economy remains a basket case, even though they are getting the oil revenues. They don't do anything productive with it. They don't invest them. They don't improve infrastructure. They spend them on their military and their terrorist proxies, which keeps them in power. But the country is in, in dire straits. And so managing Iran should not be an insurmountable task for the United States of America and our allies. And, and so you could do, you know, naval strikes, which is what President Reagan chose, you know, those in, you know, in the in the Arabian Gulf would be a very logical thing to do, not in mainland Iran proper, but showing American capabilities that they can't match. Mm-hmm. And that's really the point. You want to show them we can do things they can't and that we are willing to do them. And that's when I think they would logically back down. So what's the why then is, is the reluctance for the administration then to do something? What what who like what's the agenda here behind that that they would say let's not 
do something within the actual border of the Islamic Republic of Iran for the moment, at least. Well, as I said, I don't I don't know that it's necessary tonight. I think Mm -hmm. if you you did do the Hezbollah strikes, if you went after actual Iranians who are present in all of these places, you know, the journal reported that the Iranian foreign minister attended one of the planning meetings for the October 7th attacks in Beirut. So they're there. We know where they are. You know, bomb a building that has a bunch of Hezbollah and IRGC folk in it and see how they like it. You know, that's in Lebanon. You don't. And then, you know, you do have a step you can take. You're not you're not starting with all your aces on the table, which is never a good move. But, you know, you, you are showing those exquisite capabilities that they don't have. And, right. you know, that's that's really, I think, the key message to be sending tonight. And, you know, we'll wait and see. Maybe I'm wrong. It's happened before. Uh, but it, nothing I've seen so far suggests that's the case. And when they say this is a multi-tiered campaign, which as I understand it is it it starts in one phase and it keeps going, it could last several days, it could it could get bigger. Is is that what we can expect here when they say it's a multi-tiered campaign? I guess, but you know, the problem there is under what authority are they undertaking this multi-tiered campaign? Uh, the president has very clear Article 2 authorities that when we are attacked, he can defend the nation, and that is appropriate, and that's what President uh, President Trump used uh, as a justification for the Soleimani strike. And so, you know, that that is, you know, within the law, and, you know, the Congress isn't going to question that. But I'll tell you, if we, we start getting into week two, week three of a very expensive bombing campaign that can drift us into a bigger uh, conflict, you're going to have just howls of rage from both sides of the aisle in Congress. And you know, it doesn't seem to me that much, if anything, has been done to lay the groundwork for either getting authority to strike the Iranians, which I don't think would be impossible even in Washington today. I mean, nobody likes what they're doing. Uh, and the American people deserve to know their representatives have been consulted, have been presented with a plan, and that the majority of them say, okay, go kill some Iranians. Uh, you know, I, I could see that deal being made, as I said, even in our current poisonous environment. But they, they are not doing that work. And on that point, I, I think people would would appreciate their elected representatives debating this. Certainly, I agree with you. Under, under the War Powers Act, the president is certainly acting within his authority at the moment. U.S. Central Command, they're saying now they struck more than 85 targets. Who else is, is in? Is it just the U.S. on its own right now? Is Britain joining in with us? Is anyone else joining in the fun here? <laughs> well, one other thing that concerned me is clearly we didn't know about the Israeli strikes tonight, and that's what created the communications confusion in, you know, in the initial reporting. You know, one would hope we were really lashed up with the Israelis, you know, sharing our you know, intentions and targets as much as we could. You know, God forbid there's some kind of mix-up or mess-up between us, that would be would be catastrophic. Uh, we did do one of our Syria operations in conjunction with both the Brits and the French. And so that is possible. The B-1 bombers that participated in this uh, came out of bases in England. So clearly, the Brits are at least aware whether they actually participated or not. I don't know yet. 
Yeah, we don't. There's so much we. I guess we just don't know, and it's going to develop throughout the afternoon. But but basically, right now, what we can probably maybe guess is that this is probably going to go on through the weekend. And they're saying now the U.S. believes Iran is nervous about some of its proxy groups, and that's the goal here. Obviously, is to make them nervous and to make them tell them to back down. And if they did that, if Iran did that, would they listen to Iran? Does Iran have that kind of control over these different proxy groups? Well, they do, because they, they can cut off the funds and the weapons, uh, and that can happen pretty quickly. And they also provide a lot of the organization, the command and control, as I said, because these, these are not, you know, elite fighting forces. They, you know, the Houthi don't organize themselves to fire off ballistic missiles on their own. They need that uh, that much more sophisticated support. So I'm glad the administration thinks the Iranians are nervous. I don't know. I mean, did the Iranians call and tell them how they're feeling? I mean, I don't know how you would know that, you know, within half an hour of strikes taking place. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's kind of curious. And, of course, not to anyone's surprise, they've already called a lid. They called a lid, I think, before 4 o'clock on the president's day. So, again, under normal circumstances, on a day when you're going to launch a military exercise, you wouldn't call a lid until, you know, it, it, it... it, it's just extraordinary to me that the president can't stir himself to come out at seven o'clock tonight and tell the American people what what has happened. Uh, it's it's it really unprecedented. And, you know, maybe they'll change. Maybe they'll, they'll take the lid off. But you know, they, they didn't have to do that. You know, you it would signal that, you know, it is it's not for certain, but it is possible the president will have something to say. And, you, ha- you know, the networks can kind of prepare for that. But no, they, they called the lid. Which also and I know I know we don't talk politics with you, but I mean, just from a political point of view, <laughs> as you're running for reelection, just seems like a huge missed opportunity for the commander in chief in an election year to come out and speak. I mean, that makes zero political sense to me. Iran is reporting, apparently, Iranian official state news is reporting that at least 10 people have been killed so far in Syria, including three Iraqis. The report cites Syrian and Iraqi sources, and obviously those numbers will go up. Um, do you, and this will be the last question, because I know you got to run. I know you're going to be in very high demand. We'll be seeing you all over Fox News and the BBC and everywhere else in the next couple of days, Dr. Victoria Coates. But is this going to be one of those situations where we, 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 we launch, we wait, we see, we, we're there ready to strike again if we need be? Or is this just going to be days of pounding, or do we just, is it just too early to tell? early to tell. I mean, certainly this isn't a kind of a Iraq war shock and awe uh, kind of campaign, which, you know, as a military exercise was extraordinarily successful, did exactly what Secretary Rumsfeld planned for it to do, which it just decimated Iraq and, you know, basically toppled the government. And that's what he had been asked to do. That's what he did. We could debate the wisdom of that with 20 years of hindsight. But but that, you know, that was the kind of action of which of which we're capable. And so, you know, I, I'd like to hear that something with Iranian DNA was killed. Uh, I would like to see some evidence that they've lost capabilities, that they don't have squirreled away somewhere else. And I'd like to see how they respond over the next 48 hours. And so, you know, we certainly will know a whole lot more next Friday. Uh, so hopefully some of it is good news. Um, I feel like I always come on and spout a lot of bad news. Uh, but but we'll, we'll see. And certainly all of our servicemen and women who are participating in these exercises should be in our prayers. 
Well said. Well said, as always. Dr. Victoria Coates, we really appreciate your time, my friend. Thank you, and have a wonderful weekend. Thank you, Rich. Take care. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 